0: Good morning. Welcome in the name of Christ. God's grace, mercy, and peace be with you. Let us say together our opening prayer. Loving God, we have come to worship you. Help us to pray to you in faith, to sing your praise with gratitude, and to listen to your word with eagerness. Through Christ our Lord, amen. Now, the collect, the special prayer that's being said all across the Church of England today. Almighty God, whose Son Jesus Christ fasted 40 days in the wilderness and was tempted as we are, yet without sin, give us grace to discipline ourselves in obedience to your Spirit. And as you know our weakness, so may we know your power to save through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. So, good morning and welcome to St John's Morning Worship for this, the first Sunday of Lent. Four days into our period of fasting and it might all be going well for you so far, I hope so or you may have fallen off the wagon once or twice, or a few times, or you may not have got started yet altogether. But wherever you are in your land journey and whatever your circumstance here is the place to be. Aligning ourselves, strengthening ourselves in God's love and guidance and gaining the nourishment that we need for the week ahead. So as we come together in this time of prayer and penitence and fasting, Let's still ourselves before the God who meets us wherever we are today. And we come to our Lord in confession for those sins that weigh on our hearts and those that we may not even know we've committed. We say together, the sacrifice of God is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart God will not despise. Let us come to the Lord who is full of compassion and acknowledge our transgressions in penitence and faith. Amen. And the confession for today. We confess to you our selfishness and lack of love. Fill us with your spirit. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. We confess to you our fear and failure in sharing our faith fill us with your spirit, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. We confess to you our stubbornness and lack of trust, fill us with your spirit, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Amen.
1: The lesson is taken from first Peter chapter three, verses 18 to 22. For Christ also suffered for sin once and for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in this flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirit in prison who in the former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight people were saved through water and baptism. With this prefigured, now save you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angel authorities and the powers made subject to him. This is the end of the reading.
2: The reading is taken from the Gospel of Mark, chapter one, verses nine to 15. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. And the Spirit immediately drove him out into the wilderness He was in the wilderness for 40 days, tempted by Satan, and he was with the wild beasts, and the angels waited on him. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent, and believe in the good news." Here ends the reading.
3: Well, as we think about our readings, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your Word, preserved in Scripture, made alive by your Spirit, and we pray you'd speak to our hearts and our minds now, in Jesus' name. Amen. We are now in the season of Lent, uh, a season in the church calendar modelled on this period that Jesus experienced in the wilderness. And this idea of wilderness might seem quite an apt way of describing what we're going through right now, uh, through this lockdown, in fact, through this entire pandemic. The wilderness is, of course, a place um, where there are often threats and dangers. We're told that Jesus experienced the threat of wild animals. And we've had to live through this threat of coronavirus and the devastation that it has caused. Secondly, the wilderness can be quite a lonely and isolating place. Uh, And for this past period during the pandemic, many of us have had to experience times of loneliness and isolation. And thirdly, the wilderness can be quite a difficult terrain to navigate through. I've been in enough Duke of Edinburgh hikes to know uh, how difficult it can be to navigate through a particularly wild uh, place in the countryside so too we might be finding it quite difficult to navigate through this particular wilderness period in our lives. And I want us to think about this story and think, are there any lessons that we can learn, that we can draw from Jesus' time in the wilderness that can help us? And the first point to make, a uh, very basic point, but maybe something that we all need reminding, is that, is that Jesus' period in the wilderness came to an end. So too, our period of wilderness will eventually come to an end there will eventually be an end to this pandemic we might not see it right now and we have lots of hope we're looking forward to a roadmap of when this might take place but of course we're not quite sure perhaps we need reminding that actually this this wilderness period that we're in will eventually come to an end and there will be a time where Yes, of course, there will be grief, there will be mourning, particularly for those loved ones who have been lost. But also there will be laughter, there will be joy, there we will be able to do the things that give us life once again. And just as Jesus' time in the wilderness came to an end, that season ended, a new season began, so too will this season of wilderness come to an end, and a new season will begin. But while we're in the midst of it, the second lesson really I want to draw from this is that, is that God can use these wilderness experiences to bring about good, particularly to bring about good in us. We're told that Jesus was sent out by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. In fact, Mark says the Spirit drove him out into the wilderness. There was clearly a purpose for him being there. Uh, And as we read, uh, he was tempted by Satan. And of course, if you read uh, in Matthew's Gospel, we can read in more detail exactly what happened. Uh, We're told that that the temptation, uh, first of all, targeted his immediate needs where Satan tempted Jesus to turn the stones into bread. Secondly, one of the challenges Jesus uh, faced was his trust in God. And Satan tempted him saying, you know, throw yourself off this high place and see that God will send his angels to protect you. He challenged his faith and trust in God. And thirdly, uh, the, the final challenge that was presented to Jesus was one that targeted his own sense of identity. And Satan, we're told, took him to a high place and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and said, you know, if you'll bow down and worship me, uh, I'll give all of this to you. But the challenges, the trials, the testing that we're going through, in some ways might not be too dissimilar. Uh, this wilderness period might be challenging us, uh, attacking our immediate felt needs the, the need to do things that we would normally enjoy doing, that have been taken away from us. Secondly, this pandemic has perhaps presented all of us with the with challenge of faith, as we see the, the tragedy that has unfolded before us. It can challenge our faith and trust in God. And thirdly, the way that life is so different at the moment, and uh, maybe <laughs> It might be the challenge of being furloughed, maybe it's the uh, the loss of job, maybe it's having to do things so very differently. All of this can challenge our own sense of worth, our own identity. These challenges might be uh, the kind of things that we're experiencing right now as we live through this wilderness period in our lives. For Jesus, the wilderness was a time of testing. It wasn't a testing uh, in the way that he was there to pass an exam. Uh, It wasn't an exercise, a training exercise, before he went off on his public ministry. But it was a time of testing that exposed him to the realities of evil in the world and exposed him to the challenges that we face. And it tested him in the same way that Difficult periods can also test us. Now, of course, none of us particularly like tests, I imagine. But if we're honest, testing can sometimes enable us to be stronger as a result of that testing period. Testing can enable us uh, to become firmer in our faith. The book of James says this, Uh, the writer writes, My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of any kind, consider it nothing but joy, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking in nothing. The first point to make about this little passage from James is that James isn't implying that God throws uh, tests and challenges our way in order to test our faith, uh, like as if we're going through some kind of exam. He says God never tempts us. But what he is saying, and admittedly he might not being, not be writing in the most pastorally sensitive way, is don't get overwhelmed by the trials that you are facing, because God can use these trials to build us up and to strengthen us, to produce endurance, to build up our character. Paul, writing in Romans, uh, also talks in a similar way. He talks about how suffering produces endurance, endurance character, and character hope. And then he goes on to say, And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. what Paul and James are both saying is is that it is in our weakness that we are made strong. It is when we are facing trials, when we're facing challenges, when we realize our dependency on God, it is then that the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. And Paul goes on to write later in Romans, he says that that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. In all things, God works out good for those who love him. As we think about the pandemic, I'm reminded of words of um, now the Archbishop of York, who used to be our Bishop of Chelmsford, who said this. He said, there's nothing good about this pandemic, but good can come out of it. there might be nothing good about the challenges and trials that we face, but good can come out of them. And God can use these wilderness experiences that we go through, these times of testing, to build us up, to produce in us endurance and resilience, to enable us to trust in him more fully and therefore strengthen our own faith. And grow in our relationship. So God can bring about good through this wilderness period, and he might just be wanting to use this wilderness period that we're all facing to bring about good in our own lives. And this Lent, a period where we often think about how we can draw closer to God, where we think about uh, temptation, testings, we think about times in the wilderness, perhaps we can think afresh about how God might be using this whole wilderness experience that we're in to build us up and to draw us closer to him. And finally, a third lesson that we can draw from Jesus' experience in the wilderness is that that his experience of being tempted by Satan was a foretaste of the victory that he will eventually win on the cross. I think that is one of the things that the writers of the Gospel are trying to get across in this story. That this time of Jesus facing up to the devil is a victory. He overcomes the temptations that are thrown his way. And we hear about uh, that victory of Christ in our first reading where Peter wrote this, he said, for Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. And he was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. And he goes on to say, and now he sits at the right hand of God in heaven, with angels, powers and authorities subject to him. The wilderness that Jesus experienced in the desert being tempted by Satan, was a foretaste of the ultimate victory that he will achieve over evil through his death on the cross. And when we suffer, we can take courage because Jesus also suffered. And Jesus suffered in order to bring us to God. And Jesus' Jesus' death brings us hope. Paul talks about hope does not disappoint us and the hope that he's talking about is this hope that the death of Jesus brings. Jesus' death was redemptive. It's rescued us from the darkness and evil of the world. And we also have hope because Jesus' death ended in resurrection. His death didn't mark the end of an era. Uh, another failed attempt at someone being Messiah. His death ended in resurrection, in new life and hope. And our hope is that there will be a resurrection of the whole world, and that God will restore all things, and that there will be this day of no more pain, no more death, no more suffering, this is the ultimate hope that we look forward to. This is why Paul writes that hope does not disappoint. And so as we navigate through this particularly challenging point in our lives, not just for us, for our country as the world, let us also try and draw some lessons from Jesus's time in the wilderness. That this can be a time That God can use to bring about good, that this can be a time that God can use to shape us, to mould us, to help us to depend on him more fully. And let us also navigate through this particularly challenging time with the perspective of knowing the hope that we have. And at Lent, as we turn our attention towards the cross and towards the resurrection, Let's keep our minds fixed on Jesus' death and resurrection and the hope of new life that we have as his children. Amen.
4: Let us pray. Prince of peace, we pray for your world. We ask for your healing hand and peace to flow in areas suffering conflict. We lift to you all the peoples of Yemen, Syria, Ethiopia and Eritrea, South Sudan. In particular we ask for your blessing and protection on the children in these situations. Lord God, we humbly ask you to place your protection on them. We pray that they will be kept safe from bullets, trafficking, enforced labour, and enforced violence. We pray that the efforts to promote welfare in these unrestful places continue. Lord God, for those seeking to provide aid and negotiate peace, lift them up and help them to enable the voices of all people to be recognised and heard. For those who perpetrate the acts of violence, turn the hands and hearts of those burdened by evil to a better path. Lord, In your mercy, hear our prayer. Father God, we pray for those who seek to follow your son Jesus in this Lent season. For those who cannot do this freely, Lord, encourage them and give them satisfaction for their private journey. For those who meet together and fear repercussions, be with them. Give them shelter and safety to be able to meet and share your word and hear your word. We thank you for the freedom we have in this country to worship you. We lift to you the persecuted Christians across the world. We remember to you those of other faiths that also suffer. And this day we particularly remember the plight of the Uyghur Muslims in China and the violence against women in detention. Lord God, your mercy extends further than we will know. Be with all those people who hope for the freedom to express their faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, help us to cope with the heaviness and the anguish of the pandemic. We thank you for the vaccine and pray for its success in protecting the vulnerable. We ask you to encourage further the commitment of Europe to share its vaccine supply with those places that have less robust health systems. For those living with a loss as a result of the pandemic, be with them and comfort them. For those struggling to meet their basic needs, support the efforts of all food banks and networks who are bridging the gap. For those seeking work, Lord, encourage them and give them resilience to keep searching, knowing that you will open the right door for them. Lord God, coronavirus is casting a long shadow on our lives. Help us to see your light in the darkness. Help us to have hope that no matter how dark, your light will shine. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father God, we pray for those who are grieving, We lift to you Faye and her family. We lift to you Yvonne, her sister and family. And we lift to you Doris, Glenda and their family. Lord, draw close to them and give them comfort in those difficult times. We thank you for the lives of those that have gone before. We thank you for the gifts they shared and for the legacy that they leave behind. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And finally, a few short prayers for the week ahead in this Lent season. Lord, as we enter Lent, help us to draw near to you in praise, stripping away all that distracts us from worship. Amen. Lord, may Lent be a time of inward searching that makes me more able to look with compassion at the needs of the world. Amen. And thank you, Lord, for desert experiences when being confronted with myself makes me realise my need of you. Amen. Father God, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: prepare ourselves to head out into the world and the week ahead and whatever challenges, strife and temptation it may hold, let us affirm our faith in God together. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, Eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. Begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. and with our strength and faith renewed and invigorated, we come to our blessing and our dismissal. You may wish to hold out your hands with your palms upwards as a sign of receiving God's blessing. Christ, give us grace to grow in holiness, to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost, among us and remain with us always. Let us go forth in the name of Christ. Amen.